Hello, welcome to the Janelle Gets Free Business Coaching Podcast. With me, I'm Sarah Yost. And I'm Janelle Robinson. And I get free shit. <laughs> yeah. And um, I give free shit. I'm the business coach. And we have a guest with us today. This is our first guest that we've ever had. It's usually just us. And her name is Leah Chischilli. And um, wow. Hi, Leah. Hi. <laughs> I was waiting for your joke. I know. You like so practice <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, she's just chilling with us today. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Sarah's joke. Yeah. She just forgot Janelle's, her amazing um, delivery. dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle's delivering my humor. Um, and if you want to join the hive, um, just let them know that Sarah Yost sent you. By way of Janelle Robinson. <laughs> So anyway, we have Leah with us because one of the main things that I think gets in the way, I don't think this is just fact, that gets in the way of your bottom line as a business owner is when your hormones are out of whack. And what Leah does is she helps um, women entrepreneurs balance their hormones. She does functional labs and particularly one that I've been looking for for a long time, which is called the Dutch test. So I probably should have let you say that, Leah, but it's okay. I, uh, <laughs> She's did. just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so um, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So first of all, honored to be the first guest. Thank <laughs> you. And uh, and thanks for doing an intro so that I don't have to. Okay. Good. <laughs> it makes my life so much easier. Good. Do you have anything to add or correct? Um. No, I think it's just so important that... Um, Women, especially female entrepreneurs and professional career women, in order to be their best, they have to feel their best. And so I really work on balancing out the hormones so that they can do that. Yeah. So um, I thought that it might be helpful if Janelle and I both shared a little bit about our experience with our hormones being out of whack and what that's like. Um, And then you can talk about how that manifests for other people or what might have been causing it. Yeah. So do you want to go first, Janelle? Mine is really long. Maybe, like, three minutes of it? Okay. Okay. Um, I have always had really bad day before my period. I know when my period is coming because the day before or two days before-ish, 24 to 48 hours, I just want to fucking kill everything. Like, I was at a hive mind, which is a mastermind with the, the hives that if you come just... Tell them to send you. Um, and it's normally my favorite event of the month. I love it. I look forward to it. I was sitting there just thinking everything everyone was saying was fucking stupid. And why are they even here? And they should just go the fuck home because they don't have anything co- to contribute. And that's not like my normal self. Like normally I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm going to take that one. Like it's a room of really smart business women helping other business women. There's nothing to hate on. And I was just sitting there the whole time like, ugh. And so I knew my period was coming. Or, you know, when I was still married to my husband, he'd come home and it was that time of the month. He would breathe and I'd be like, why are you even here? Or <laughs> like, it doesn't take much. And that just, and I know exactly what part of that. And then also on my period, I feel like I'm... 60 pounds heavier than I'm actually at. Like, it feels like I can feel every inch of fat on me, and mm-hmm. I just, like, go in this whole shame cycle of, like, if you weren't 
if you didn't eat that, then you wouldn't be so fat. And like, and then my period's over and I'm like, oh, I feel so much lighter. And it's just stuff like that. And like, or I, I'll start a fight and I'll, I'll be mid yelling and I'm like, in my head it clicks and it's like, why are you yelling? And then I'm like, I'm already committed. <laughs> so it's stuff like that where like, I can tell that I, what I'm doing is not okay. But I can't, I don't feel like I can control it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my little hormone story. Okay, that's fun. So, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> what happened for me is I had um, a nervous breakdown, mental, my brain broke is the way I describe it a couple years ago. And it was pretty terrible and there were a lot of things going on. And... I don't know how much of that was hormonal, probably some, probably some of it, but not all of it. Um, it happened um, when I was in a relationship that was pretty terrible for me, and then also I quit taking antidepressants, and um, I quit them really slowly and with the doctor's help and, and so forth, but um, I just, my brain completely, like I was, I was almost non-functional. I couldn't work, and my nervous system was on fire, and it was pretty terrible. And then that got better. It got um, a little bit better. I noticed that I was better some of the time and really not okay some of the time. And I didn't know why. It just felt, it didn't seem like it was connected to my period. So I didn't think it was a hormonal situation. I knew that when my brain broke, I knew that hormones were um, a possibility, but I also knew that it was a super crapshoot and that my doctor wouldn't help, that they would probably just prescribe antidepressants if my hormones were out of whack. And I just, I didn't trust them and I didn't, didn't want to open that Pandora's box. And <clears throat> then, so then it was a little bit better and it was my daughter's birthday and her birthday is the 15th of December. And we were having a slumber party for her. And the slumber party is not a stressful event for me. I like slumber parties. I mean, I like things like that. That's fine with me. And I went to Walgreens and had to lock myself in the bathroom so that I could cry so that I could get through the store. Like I was just completely despondent, could not hardly do it. It was not in proportion to anything that was happening in my life. And then, you know, that lasted for a while and then I guess I got better. And then a month later, in the middle of January around January 15th, I became completely despondent and I was laying on my bed and I just like could not, like my self-esteem was low. I was crying. I was, it was just, I would completely cycled down and I, and I realized it was the same time of the month. And that was the first inclination I had that what I was experiencing was hormonal. And what I, and so I started researching, actually my boyfriend started researching because I could just lay there and all I could do was lay there and cry. And I had, I had read something that Ilette Waldman had published about PMDD, which happens when basically it's like PMS on crack and Leah, you can, I'll, I'll give my version of it. And then you can talk about maybe like a little more scientific. Um, so I, PMDD is like PMS on crack and it starts halfway through your cycle. It doesn't start right before your period. In fact, I'm often better right before my period. So I totally didn't see this as a hormonal thing. I just thought I was fucking crazy. And, um, <clears throat> so I saw that it was happening at the same time every month and I treated it with, um, a tiny dose of an antidepressant, which 
weirdly, when you take an antidepressant um, for PMDD, it doesn't take very much and it works very quickly. And so within a couple hours, I was almost normal. And um, it was amazing. And so what the antidepressant allowed me to, so I, so I took a tiny dose for two weeks of the month and it allowed me to function and continue to heal from the, the breakdown I had had and um, continue to look for some sort of support that I trusted. And um, what I knew would help was I had done enough research to know that Dutch testing was my answer, but I didn't, and there's only, I didn't know who could help me with that. And um, Leah started doing Dutch testing and so she helped me. And so we did my labs and just got the results back like a week ago or two weeks ago. So and we can talk about some of those findings if that's interesting. But anyway, that's my experience with hormonal stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the most important thing that both of you guys said, maybe without even realizing it, and this is what I think is so important for all women to hear, is that um, you know something's not right. You so, know yeah. something's off. You know that you're not yourself, and you just don't know why. Because I think it's so easy sometimes to ignore that and just write it off. And the thing about hormone imbalances is that they can be very, very sneaky. Sneaky little bastards, as I like to call them. Um, because the symptoms often manifest initially as things that are very write-offable. So, you know, the fatigue, the right. like the low-grade anxiety or right. low-grade depression, or, um, you know, just feeling off during times of your period. And it's just stuff where like, oh, I'm a little tired, I'm a little stressed, I'm a woman, like whatever it is. Right. They're so easy to write off, and so they go ignored. And then it starts to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until it starts to manifest in things that we just have no control over whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So um, really just wanted to acknowledge, like, you guys for paying attention to your own bodies yeah. and taking matters into your own hands and seeking out support for that. Well, I didn't. I've had a PMDD for years, but it was only the day before, and now it's gradually gotten longer and longer yeah so like the hive mind I didn't start my period the next day I started in two weeks right but my mercury like two was also in retrograde yeah. so it was just a hot storm do you fix mercury being in retrograde if only That's I could <laughs> yeah I'm good but I'm not that good <laughs> so it took until it actually started really fucking with my life yeah yeah because I just wrote it off with like Oh, it's just PMS. Everybody does this. And then, yeah. yes. And my sister gets it really bad too. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, what's interesting too is that as we get older, those symptoms just kind of gradually get worse too because our hormones mm -hmm. change right. as we get older. And, and really, we should be able to roll with those punches of change. You know, provided we lived a nice, relaxed and calm life, mm -hmm. we ate well, we took mm -hmm. care of ourselves, and, and that's not happening. And so, like, the the compounding of the stress that we've experienced over our life kind of catches up with us later, and then those symptoms start to feel a little more severe, and we don't get to coast through perimenopause or menopause like maybe we are built to. Um, so I want to help people change that. I want to help them coast through the mm. tough times, coast through, coast through the hormonal imbalances so that they don't get to the point where they feel like they're out of control. Mm -hmm. So isn't Chanel a little young for this? Like I, it makes sense that, you know, I'm 44. That makes sense that I would be experiencing perimenopause, even though it's been going on for a minute. Um, but Janelle, how old are you, Janelle? I just turned 30. Right. Like, no. isn't she a little young? 
No. No, and I don't think yours is perimenopause. I don't think that's what the hormone fluctuations are from. Um, You know, I don't know how much you talk about on the podcast, but I know you've experienced a significant amount of stress in your life. And um, stress triggers the release of stress hormones that have a major impact on the body, and they can shut down other functions of the body because it's solely for survival. So if your body's been put into survival mode for a certain level of time and just for long periods of time, then the other things aren't working like they should. So I think that a lot of what you're experiencing is probably a result of some stress um, and then potentially injury which we talked a little bit about, uh, just unhealed injury. And that's another thing, too. Sorry, can I just go on a tangent here? (laughs) Can I just roll with this? But um, I think, you know, women, obviously we bear children, and that has an impact on our hormones. And childbirth in and of itself is a traumatic experience. Like, your body goes through this really traumatic thing, and we don't take the time to heal after childbirth. We're trying to get back out be on our feet, back in our careers, back to, you get know. Get that pre-baby Get that back, pre-baby like body back. As Weekly wants us to do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's so much pressure. So you do that, and your body never heals properly. And if you have, like, a particularly traumatic childbirth experience, or if you have a C-section, for example, like, that's an injury. That is a full-fledged injury that needs attention and time to heal, um, and it's not getting the time and attention. You know, and in some cultures, they have an entire month where women are supposed to, it's like, I don't know the proper term for it, but a month of sitting where they don't even take showers for an entire month, and their sole purpose is to feed their baby and let their body heal. Um, In other cultures, people don't have children within three years of one another. They always wait a three-year period before having another child because their body needs that time to heal. And we don't do that here. So that in and of itself is going to trigger hormone imbalances. And then you've got life on top of that. Right. So you've got your job. You've got taking care of your kids. You've got being a wife. Um, all the things on top of that. So really, we just never get a chance to get a break. <laughs> and it's messing with our hormones, I think, right. is what it comes down to. I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs go choose entrepreneurship because they get lifestyle freedom. But being in business for yourself creates a whole new level of stress. And while you do have freedom, most people don't take it or they feel guilty about it or they tell themselves they're not working enough or whatever, you know, the freedom's not all it's cracked up to be for entrepreneurs. Like it brings a huge amount of stress. It's a stress that I choose and want. I would rather manage that set of complications than the complications of having to go to a job, but it definitely creates a lot of terror, doubt. And then how do you show up to work when you're despondent on the corner of the bed, when you can't get through Walgreens? Like how are you supposed to show up and make money and support yourself and, Yep, and then you're stressed about that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I agree, and that's uh, why I like working with female entrepreneurs and women who are very driven and ambitious because it's easy, again, like to just plow right through it mm-hmm. and uh, and not take the time to really pay attention to what's going on with your body. So finding tools to help support the body during times of stress um, and then to help manage stress, I think, are key for, for everyone, for every woman. So when I, so I hear you talking about managing stress, and I believe you, but I want to say that when I was reading Sarah Gottfried's book about 
what is it, the hormone cure or whatever. And I was, it was part of my research journey into my own hormones. And I felt like she was telling me to do yoga. And I'm like, okay, I am still fucking crazy. And a yoga practice is not going to fix this. Like that does not match the level of distress that I'm experiencing. So I get that we're supposed to relax, but that doesn't seem like enough. So can you speak to that? Because I bet a lot of people are like, you want me to relax? Like, I don't like to relax. I don't like to sit still. I don't like yoga. A lot of my clients tell me this. I don't like baths. I don't like low music. Like, I have things to do. I want to get back to work. Work is relaxing for me, is yeah. what they'll say. Yeah, which is great. I think that that's when you have to look at some other things, too. Uh, you know, starting with the hormones, I think, is a great place to start um, so that you can see if there is an imbalance there and then work on correcting that. But stress in and of itself, it doesn't necessarily have to be mental stress. It can be like a physical stress that's going on. Yeah. So, you know, if you have nutrient deficiencies, if you have like a latent pathogen somewhere in the body or you're having gut issues, um, those can all put stress on the body. So I think stress gets thrown around as like a blanket term a little too often, but it really encompasses a lot of different things. So Maybe yoga is not going to be the thing that fixes it for you. <laughs> Maybe we need to look at um, more of a nutritional perspective or just getting like a bigger picture idea of what's going on inside your body as well. Well, and something we talked about, and what she's talking about is I had a C-section with no anesthesia, and then I got an infection, and then my husband left for training for three weeks because that's the military. Or he left three weeks after my, the, my daughter's birth and then was gone for two months, and then we moved around. The world and then I lived with my in-laws for two months and then I moved across the country and I did not rest at all in any of that time because um, my baby was colicky and I was with her 24-7 um, but something that I've been doing is with this divorce is I don't, I don't currently have a job that I have to show up every day so on really bad divorce days I kind of just let myself lay around and be sad and just cry and if I need help I'll call a friend over and I'll cry about it so that I can get through it a little bit quicker than going into survival mode which is what I normally do or like I did take a bath with like Epsom salt and essential oils and I timed it for 30 minutes and I put on nice music because I'm somebody that like I hate slowing down but if you put a timer on it and you you know what you're gonna do. Now, does that fix all my problems? No, but I'm making time and effort into that and being a little more aware. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, what people don't realize it's like kind of just a vicious cycle. It's like the hormones that triggered from stress also create stress. <laughs> and so it's like kind of this endless loop. So unless you're um, able to do things and it, you know, it doesn't have to be a bath. You have to figure out what it is that works for you that helps relieve stress. And for some people, maybe it is working, you know, but finding a place to be in that work and very present with that work so that it's, it's a source of maybe creativity and not right. added stress. Mm -hmm. Like I do watercolors too. It's great mm -hmm. but it's not and people really need to be honest if the work that they're doing is actually relaxing or if they're just making excuses not to put themselves as priority absolutely yeah yeah it's one thing to 
like buffer to use it to avoid your life or avoid your feelings and in order to really enjoy what you're doing and be in a flow state and creativity like you said which some people yeah if especially if they're artists or they do something creative that might be mm-hmm. a really great outlet but call yourself out on your bullshit because mm-hmm. <laughs> i love photography but it's it doesn't relax me but watercolor does you mm-hmm. know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i love photography and i'd do it all day if i could mm-hmm. but that's not something that turns my brain off because mm-hmm. i have to you have to think about it so I was talking to this little boy the other day. He's eight, and he told me that his brain starts working when he goes to bed, or he just starts thinking. And he said, well, my brain starts working as soon as I relax. And I said, well, that is, like, the smartest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Of course, that's when your brain starts working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and funny story, Sarah just told me today in our business coaching session (laughs) (laughs) that when you start to feel a sense of urgency to slow down, and it actually has a weird way of speeding things up for Mm -hmm. you. So I think that's very sage advice. (laughs) Yes. It's so easy to give it out, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why would somebody do functional labs if they could just relax? Because... Um, and you kind of misses, sorry, because you were coughing, but <laughs> um, we talk about it's, you know, stress, I think, is used and thought of only as like mental stress, work stress, and, and exterior things, but stress can also come in the form of like things that are happening inside your body. So mm-hmm. um, if you're not getting enough nutrients, if you have some sort of deficiency, that can create stress on the body, your organs are not functioning like they should. Um, so you'd want to correct that. So you would test for that to make sure all those up mm-hmm. to par. If you have a, uh, a gut pathogen, for example, um, then that's creating stress in your body because your body's constantly working to fight off that pathogen. So again, it's not able to function optimally. Your organs are not getting the blood supply or everything that they need in order to work their best and have you mm-hmm. feel their best. So stress is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it's important to think about what's going on inside the body as well. Yeah. And so... Can somebody just go to their doctor and get labs? Yeah, I mean, something that's very interesting is that in most states, you could actually order labs yourself anywhere. I think the important thing is that you find a practitioner that you trust to help you interpret those labs and give you recommendations based on the findings there. But for the most part, um, people can seek out and find their own labs as long as they find a place to have, if it's a lab that requires blood, find a place to do it. But even now, there's so many home order kits that you can get um, where you can actually do things at home, like a a finger prick or saliva or a urine test, which is one that um, I like to do. So I do recommend working with a practitioner and getting your lab recommendations to them so you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to figure out what's going on with yourself. Um, So going with the labs that they recommend for you and then letting them do the interpretation and recommendations from there. Okay. Are you one of those people? I am one of those people. This is what Sarah's trying to get you to do. Sell yourself, girl. No. Yes. Yes. She's been like kind of nudging, but. So, I mean, you could do all that yourself, or. (laughs) Um, No, I do. I absolutely do interpret labs. I, you know, there's certain ones that I recommend for all people, and then there's ones that I would only recommend for certain cases. So. um, And then would help with interpretation and, of course, uh, recommendations after that. Because if I had just done the test myself, I would never know that my body probably has not healed from my C-section. 
Because mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, it's two years. I should be over it. Like, right. absolutely. It's not that way. Yeah. And I mean, I've been in wellness for so long, just as um, someone who sought it out for myself for over almost 17 years as a yoga instructor, personal trainer, acupuncturist, um, nutrition coach. And so I've seen so many different things. And so we didn't have to test yours yeah. in order to know that there's something going on there. Mm -hmm. And so, can't you just take some like women supplements? I I really 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 focus on customization. I do not think that there is a generic supplement protocol that works for every person. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a generic anything protocol that works for every person. Mm -hmm. I think there are certain things that everybody can do that can help. But if you have specific symptoms or a specific condition, then there's going to be a protocol that's specific to you in order to feel better. So how does somebody know if <clears throat> their problems are hormone? Like, how do people know if they should contact you? Like, do they just need to get a divorce or do they, <laughs> do they have something going on? You know, like, or both. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as I said I was like, oh, no. Or... Mm -hmm. Do they just need to change some external circumstance and then they'll feel better? Or is this a hormonal thing? You know? Yeah, I'd say if you're between, if you're a woman between the ages of 35 and 50, probably consider having your hormones tested first. Oh, just to it. make sure that. You divorces um, before hormone testing? Yeah, yeah, I would do hormone <laughs> testing and then, then, you know, rethink the marriage if you have to. But. If you want to. Yeah, if you want to, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that age range, I think that's when things really start changing for women. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of like that time where we're just like, whoa, whoa what is this? Mm -hmm. I've never been this person before. I've never felt like this before. So what's going on? I would always start there. Start mm -hmm. with hormone testing. Yeah. I okay. have a question and for our listeners, this might be a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, because my trauma was from the C-section. But what about physical trauma from, like, a sexual assault? Can that mess up your hormones, too? Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. um, you don't need to be 35 to be sexually assaulted. No, no, you, you just, don't. You just you have don't. to be breathing. No, no matter what, that type of thing is going to trigger your stress response. And, again, it's you have to heal. Whatever that is for you, you have to go through the healing process um, to get your body out of that stress response. So yes, it will impact your hormones because it will trigger that stress response, which is the short answer. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just thinking of all the people that could use it. It doesn't, you know, little things like, even if it was, you don't think of it as a, you know, it doesn't have to be rape. It just a sexual assault mm -hmm. on yourself can trigger it. Yeah. So that seek out help and try to heal from it too. Absolutely. Or like women who are military, you know, if you're, if anybody who's in military, I mean, and hormones, we talk about it in terms of women, but guys have hormones too. <laughs> and I think that's something that we don't think about, but anybody who's been in a stressful situation or just felt that like, you know, if you have like the panic attacks, um, that all is very much a chemical response going on in the body. So if anyone's had that for a length of time, like it's affecting other things in their body. So it's worth testing just to find out. And so do you do um, labs for men? 
I yeah, my preference always is to work for women because of course they're very near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. and uh, and women are more susceptible to hormone changes and hormone concerns. Um, but yes, we can absolutely test men as well. So some of my clients <clears throat> um, are upset with their partners because they have low sex drive. And some of my other clients have low sex drive themselves. It seems to be like one in the marriage. It's never like two people with low sex drive or two people with high sex drive. Anyway, sometimes they're mad because their partner has low sex drive and sometimes they're upset because they do. Can some of the labs that you do address that? Yeah, so the Dutch test would be a good one for men or women who are suffering from those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we could find out where the imbalance is if there's an imbalance, where it is, and potentially what's causing it and how to remedy it. Okay. Great. Okay. So what else do we need to know? Um, so I do free consultations, and if you want to book one of those, you can go straight to my website. Which will be on the show notes. <laughs> Which will be on the show notes. Thank you. Um, it's leahchischilly.com, L-E-A-H-C-H-I-S-C-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And I also have a free download available, um, and it's just a hormone self-assessment. So if you think that you have something going on and you want maybe just like a little confirmation of that, go ahead and download that for free on my website. Awesome. Thanks for just chilling with us today. (laughs) I will just chill with you anytime. (laughs) She's been waiting for that the whole time. I love it. Um. Okay, well, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, All guys. Right. Thank you for having me. We have to hit record again, or just stop. Oh, right. <laughs> <coughs> you can cough now. <laughs>